we are live. And uh, if you can hear me or you can't hear yes. me, you can hear me. I'm good. We're good. Welcome to Biblical Solutions for Life Uno, part one. <laughs> I'm Pastor Lindsay Lee of Astounding Love Church Fellowship, and we are excited about what God is doing. So we welcome you who have joined us by Periscope and other forms of media, and we look forward to fellowshipping with you in this hour. Lord, we bless you. We bless you. We praise you. We thank you. We glorify your name. We bless you. We praise you. We thank you and adore you. We glorify your name. You are worthy to be praised. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence. Thank you. Thank you. These are my invitations to those that are here with me to join in to say thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I pray, praise, 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 praise you. Praise you and worship you. I am so grateful, grateful, grateful to you. I'll tell you again, when you join in, then I can say we. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for your presence today. Thank you for my family. Thank you for the blessings of the Lord that make rich and do not add sorrow. Thank you for divine invitations to have intimacy, fellowship with you, and that we keep saying yes to it. Lord, I thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for our thank breath. You. Thank you for our years. Thank you for this time that we have to make a difference, to do what you want to do here in the earth while we have the blood that is a part of this earth. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for those yes, that are still yes, here. Thank you for those that, that blaze the trail that have gone on before. Thank you, Father, for the deposits that have been made into our lives and for the deposits that we get to make today. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. Out of all the things we can choose, we can choose sadness, we can choose madness, we can choose gladness. I guess gladness. We can choose death or we can choose life. So we choose life. Life more abundantly, Zoe life, the breath of God, the life of God, the zeal of God, the power of God, the ways of God, the word of God, the truth of God, the love of God, the presence of God. Yes, And on and on, the of gods of our life, the of gods, these of that is of God. That is what we choose. You said any that would hold on to their life would lose in the end. But we lose our lives as we have them planned, as we have them ordered, as we have them sorted to take on what you have and go on the adventure, the journey, the experience of Christ in me, the hope of glory being revealed and manifested in this earth. I thank you for these things. Glory to God. Praying, conversation, talking to you, fellowshipping with you, and you get in the mix of the thing, and so then you start giving me things to say that you want said, so that you say yes, because didn't you know I hasten over my own word to to bring it to pass. So say what I say. Say what I say. And then watch what I do. Glory to God. 
we thank you for. I thank you for the word that comes forth in biblical solutions for life. I thank you for you anointing the lips of the apostle and anointing my lips and anointing the lips of all that are here, anointing our ears to hear and our eyes to see and our hearts to yes, receive. Yes, 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 yes. And the anointing is already in us. Yes. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for Hallelujah. leading, for governing, for showing in Jesus. And you can be seated. Thank you, Jesus. When I was a little girl, I've been told, and I kind of have a recollection of this, I would sit outside, play in the mud, and sing songs. My grandmother had a Folgers coffee can. Well, there were always Folgers coffee cans. <laughs> and I would get an empty can, you know, five, six years old, playing with cans. But, you know, she was very thorough about getting that lid off. And I would fill those with mud. And then whatever television shows my grandmother watched during the week, one really comes to mind called Hawaii by a Fold, uh, <laughs> I would be in the, in the backyard of the, of the house. And it, our backyard was interesting because you had to go out the, the upstairs and then walk down all these stairs. And it was a little courtyard, kind of a backyard. There was a courtyard and then there was the yard. But I would be in that courtyard area mixing my mud and singing songs. And so I find that when I go into times of prayer or talking that uh, to the Lord, that I still sing songs. And it's because I'm still his little girl. And I don't ever want to grow up to be so, I will never be. I'm not sophisticated now, so I will never be the sophisticated saint but I do want to be the obedient child. And so today, as I, I yesterday or Friday, Friday was the, the free conference for probably about the first 30 minutes we weren't able to get in. And uh, no one was able to get in for, during that time. And so Dr. Baker called me and we were in prayer. And as there were things that she was praying and it just sparked something. And that's why I like fellowship because Something somebody else says sparks That's right. something on the inside of you. That's oh, right. You haven't heard me all this time? Oh, well. Anyway, I <laughs> didn't hear my Folgers mud story. Okay. <laughs> um, but it sparks something on the inside. And it enables you or I to get another bit of what the Spirit of God is saying. It's like he sets a fire on the, on, in us to say, come and go on this with me. I want to show you something. Or like he says, you want to see something? Would you like to see something? Yes, I would like to see. And so then he just, the word, it's, it's almost like you just get this, there it is. And there's the word and here's the scripture and here's an understanding. And then the time with him will put all those things together. So I want to share one of those with us this morning. And you're going to go to Malachi chapter 3. My part here this morning is to say that the trading floors, and the offering, the altars are open for giving, for, for, for doing business is really what it is. It's, it's uh, the day of believing that you go to church and then you just have to put your offering in at the offering time and, and then go back to your seat and we've taken care of that particular part. That's, that is, I don't know what that is, but that's not the relationship that we actually have with God. It's not the honor and the privilege that we have while we're on this earth. Now, just for a moment, and I'll do part two in the second part, but if you think about uh, pagan religions 
and you travel into other countries or you go someplace here, you see all these altars, whether they chant in front of a little statue or they go into places where they have these big arcs and or, um, arches and, and, uh, or tunnels or uh, groves or whatever it is. But people in pagan religions, ungodly or heathen, heathen or hedonistic type of life, they go to these places to worship, to serve, to, to pay um, offerings or tributes to the, to the God that they follow or to the goddess, whatever it is that they call it. And when they go or, or they have big shrine, um, shrines and, or places that they come and congregate, and there is a lot of emphasis actually on your contributions or sacrifices or gifts or whatever terms it is that they borrow from the kingdom to, to, to say and, and distort and pervert. Why do they do that? You know, you hear they used to be really big on talking about uh, musicians, rock stars, or heavy metalists, or whatever it is that they say, well, they made a deal with the devil, or they did this, or they did that, and they possibly did. But the thing that was, <laughs> that we have to understand is what they did is trade it. They made a trade. I'll give this in order to get that. I'll give you this so that you can give me that. And that goes way beyond rock stars or anything else. You look in the scriptures, we'll read one of the greatest showdowns ever was of the prophet Elijah with the, what they called the prophets of Baal or Jezebel's higher, higher uh, uh, ministers or whatever that, or they, they uh, worship there and then the Asherah uh, poles and the groves and, the, and the, the immorality and the darkness and the perversion. But what these people did, they, they followed after these so-called prophets in order to be able to do trades with the idols that they represented. And their whole focal point in that particular case was because he, Baal, or also Molech, or whatever name that you wanted to attribute to this Babylonian uh, thing, was... Um, supposed to be the God of harvest and the God that allowed rain to come and did this. And so depending on what it was that they wanted, they, they increased the amount of their giving all the way up to the life of their children. They were trading. And you can see things like that. People say, well, abortion is that. It's one of the things. Okay, but the ways that people in modern day society still trade. And so then we get into what's most important, into the, the church or into the kingdom. And trading is something that did not originate with Satan. It originates with God. And when we say that the trading floor is open and the, the image that we have down there and it shows the, the altar and the fiery stones and all of these things, it's to say to you, that the time, that your time of giving, or, or what we call a time of giving or offering, why is it open? Remember I said something sparks on the inside of you. When a message is being given and you'll hear something that lights up, hey, I, this, this hits my heart because it's, it's a part of something that I'm meant to do. So the trade at that point is to come and do business with God for something he wants released into the earth, whether it's a business idea or it is a solution, a strategy that will solve a problem or a petition to him 
that we say, I'm coming to you because there is a, an issue in my country, in my town, in my in our city, in my home, or in my workplace, or wherever it is in my nation, or in the, just in the global uh, community. And I believe that I, that, um, I, I want to do something about it. Just as, not just as, they, paganistic or people outside of, of, of certain forms of, of, of what we refer to as Christianity, have an understanding that the financial thing that they do is more, is bigger than just the amount on the check. They understand that there is a spiritual connection to what they're doing. They may not refer to it in that way, but they they'll, they may call it magical. They may call it, you know, um, whatever they call it. They understand uh, almost instinctively, or it's indoctrinated into them, that when you give these things, powers will be released to you to do what it is that you want to do. But see, that is a perversion of what God has said. So look in Malachi 3, and you, for your sake, read, read it all. But what I'm looking at really goes up to about verse 12. But he said, Behold, I send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom you delight in. Behold, he shall come, says the Lord of hosts. Now when I'm reading this, I want you to understand or take this that we're looking at the kingdom principles that are in place. We're not necessarily talking about in the time of Malachi and all of the things that were that transpired during that season because that time is done. But what we're pulling from this and what we always extract from Old Testament, which I know Dr. Baker will go into more, we're pulling it. Where is the kingdom in this? Where is the kingdom? Because wherever I see the elements, the principles, the workings of the kingdom of God, that's what I want to pull out. Because that works regardless of the era that you're in. The kingdom is eternal. So from Genesis all the way through, the kingdom of God is who is what we are a part of. And so we look for the principles of the kingdom to put them into effect. Is everybody with me? Yes. Okay. So he's talking here. He says, who may abide the day of his coming and who shall stand when he appears? For he, like a refiner's fire and like fuller soap. That's not the point of what I want to talk about today. So I want to look at verse 3. And this is where we're, we're going to pull. He shall sit a refiner and purifier of silver. He shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver. Why? And this is what we want. That they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. The blood of Jesus does exactly what he's talking about. Purifies us, cleanses us, brings us to that place so that we can uh, give forth an offer, uh, an offering of righteousness. Which uh, out of all the words that it means, what is um, to be to put, I like the way Dr. Baker has uh, defined it, the God's way or the right way of doing but also, righteousness, this word means, it, it's the word Zadaka, and it means justice. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. An offering of justice. When we bring an offering of justice, of righteousness before the Lord, we came to make a trade. You with me? Yeah. You came to make a trade. I came to do business with the king. 
I come as an ambassador seeking an assignment, seeking the, the, uh, the, the, legal, the legal decree, if you will, from or the, the extension of the scepter of the king to say, go and the power of the kingdom is with you. This is how our offerings, our seeds, our, um, um, our, our giving will change this city, will change this nation. Come on. <laughs> will change the atmosphere in your workplace. When you start, when as we start seeing what we give to be so important, the way that we bring it about with joy and expectation, when I leave this place of releasing the seed, I go with a mandate from the king, an empowerment to change things, to bring it out of the dark and to bring the entrance of his word, which is light. One more thing, um, the word judgment, because he says it, that he is the, that he does this, verse five, or verse four, he says, Shall, then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant to the Lord as in the days of old, as in former years. In eternal living is what this is meaning. He's saying no time, no time, no distance in time here. Okay, as it, all, as it has been established from the beginning that I will come near to you to judgment and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers and the adulterers and the false swearers and against those that oppress the hireling in wages, the widow, the fatherless, that turn aside the stranger and fear not me, says the Lord of hosts. So just real quick, judgment, mishpat, the God of justice. This is Elohe mishpat, the God of justice. He says, I, when you do this, as you bring this righteousness, this offering, the sacrifice, Psalm 51 talks about it as a sacrifice of righteousness. When you bring this with the heart, my heart, for the cause, then we will transact something in the spirit that will resonate throughout the realms and start bringing about um, the changes of the kingdom. I, don't, I want you to walk away with the understanding every seed you sow has a divine power connected to it and the purpose of God that can manifest. So we'll talk about part two. Don't, don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Okay. You people in this congregation may be dead to this, but the people on there, I know that they're going to get as excited as I am. Because once you, you mentioned the word, just as you were getting ready to, to stop, you said transact. Yes. I was over there and uh, uh, I heard, look up transaction. I got so excited about the word transaction. I kept saying trans, okay? That's to uh, travel and action. And, and that word is to do something. There's a number of different parts to, um, he has me muted back there, I'm not muted up here. Uh, uh, the, the, one of the biggest parts to it is, number one, there has to be an agreement. In every transaction, there's a contract and there is an exchange. There's a transfer of something. And so it's an event. Every time I, I trade, every time I sow, every time I do something, it's an event. It's an event that I'm excited about. Yes. Here, here, is, here is something that it, it's just exciting. When I make a transaction, I am, uh, I, I am uh, uh, entering into something that has already been 
provided for me. It's like Jesus made a transaction and he paid the price for me. It's paid in full. We have that thing back there that says paid in full. What he paid for, I get to walk into. When my granddaughter gets married, I will pay, or whoever it is, will pay in advance for her building, for her whatever it is that she wants, okay? And then what happens is this, Helen, is then she gets to walk in. She gets to enjoy every part of it. She does not have to be concerned about anything because the transaction was taking place. I have already made the action. I have transferred the monies out of my account. I have transferred the healing. I have transferred the deliverance. I have transferred the freedom. I have transferred everything. So it is totally paid for in full, Sharon. I get, she gets to walk in. Wow. And she gets to say, this is my day. I don't owe nobody nothing because it's already been paid. I can get everything that is here. I can walk in any room. I can walk in anything because my grandmother has paid for everything. She promised this a long time ago. She promised that if I would believe her, that she would pay for everything. And so I did the part. I disciplined myself in the way that I should discipline. And I moved into action. And when she moves into action, she ain't got one single solitary thing to think about. Do you understand? Yes. And so every seed that I sow, it's an event. I'm excited about it. I mean, it is more exciting to me than if I was walking down the aisle with somebody. Because I am. I am walking down the aisle with this oneness. This one that I am married to. This one that owns me. This one that paid everything. So I know when I'm walking down the aisle and I'm doing this transaction, I'm already healed. I'm already wealthy because everything that he owns is mine. I'm walking into him. So this is what transaction is. And this is what I just did. Hallelujah. And I will continue to do it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 This is an opportunity. This is a privilege that I get to enter into. And I thank you, Pastor Lonzine. I thank you that that this is this is something as you open it up, as you're opening these things up, as we get to do this. I get to do this. I mean, I get to do this, and I speak to this monitor, and I tell you suckers to come on in Jesus' name. Stop uh, uh, laying back, because we got things to do. Hallelujah. We got things to do, places to go. We ain't got time to be waiting on you to do your natural thing. This is a supernatural place. Hallelujah. We expect supernatural things to happen. We don't have excuses as, well, we can't do this because. That's just a whole bunch of devil, and we don't play with him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, I thank you and I praise you today. I thank you for every person within the sound of my voice. I thank you for the hundreds. I thank you for the thousands. I thank you that this building is packed out in the name of yes. Jesus. I thank you that you bring flesh, that there is fresh blood in here, that people can actually get excited. They're not so deep and wonderful and sad and sorry and just sitting on their behoon and, and, and doing nothing. I thank you that this is a privilege. This is an excitement. This yes. is an opportunity to be able to worship you. You, to be able to hear from you, to be able to hear truth, because truth does not change, and you don't change. So I'm excited about you. Oh, this is called praying in tongues, and that's what I do. Oh, hallelujah. 
And it rings, and, and, and this is Pastor Lonzi calling me, let me know it's a couple minutes to, to five, right? So my phone rings, and I'm thinking, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm waking up thinking it's Friday or Thursday or some other day, right? And it rings again. And I'm saying, why does she keep ringing the phone? What? <laughs> and I pick up the phone. <laughs> and he said, you know it's on the birthday, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? It's your son. <laughs> I said, it's not my birthday. It's her birthday. Why are you calling me? Well, I tried to call him because you know I have to be first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know that he is my sister, right? Uh, yeah. Well, what's her number? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what I called him. <laughs> You call me at 12 o'clock to tell me, to ask me what her number is. Why didn't you get it earlier? Well, if you give it to me, you can go back to sleep. <laughs> Come on, mommy. Give me, what's her number? I know you call up. And I'm trying to find the number. And I said, ah, it's 209, 805, whatever it was. <clears throat> well, if, they, if they're wrong, I know I called everybody in the congregation. I'll call Sharon, I'll call this one, I'll call that one. So if your phone rang, he called everybody he could. Finally, he got somebody. Okay, finally he got Nicole. That knew her pastor's number. <laughs> Talked to him the next day, said, yeah, 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 I called everybody so I could call her. I said, you woke people up? Yeah, I called Eileen, I called this one, I called this one. I said, what? I had to do it first. Why am I telling you this story? He is consistent. He is demonstrative. He is bold. And he is after what he is after. And nothing is going to stop him. He would have called. He would have started all. I thank you, Nicole, that you answered the phone and gave him his information because he would have started all over again. <laughs> See, why am I telling you this story? His thing is, I don't come in second. I don't come in last. Even when he was in prison, he was able to manipulate somebody so that he was able to call me on my birthday to be the first one. I mean, I don't know who did it, what did it, why did it, any of it. But this was a part of it. Okay. Why is the church so laid back? Why do we compromise? Why do we choose to just be passive? Okay? <clears throat> now, if this young man, he's 55, 56, 50 something, 4, 5, 6, whatever it is, I don't remember. No, his name is 54. He must be 55, though. Somewhere around there. Okay. But if he will continue and continue and continue about something that is really not a matter of life or death, but he is consistent because he has chosen something, this is important to him. 
about it now. What's important to you, you will find a way to make it work. Are, are, you, are you hearing? Think about this now. Okay? There's people in the body kind of like that. Sharon will interrupt me. She will call. Ha ha, this is Sharon. I'm thinking, you don't know I don't know that? You don't know I know that? And he gives me that little laugh. Okay? And, 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 and what will happen is she will do this and say, and she'll start on her conversation because something is on her mind and we have relationship. Do, do you understand? So I, I have, you know, she don't ask, are you busy? Because she already know, I know you're busy, but I'm important. A am, I, am I exaggerating or am I telling the truth? Okay, so she has realized or she has decided I'm important and she gets right to the point. It's not like, let me tell you how long I prayed. Let me tell you how much I've already done. Let me tell you, just let me tell you, uh, my grandson's going to be calling you. So-and-so, I mean, I know his name, so she just tells me his name. He's going to be calling you because I told him, da 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 Okay, thanks, bye. Okay, Sharon, I'm good. Okay. Or did he call you? Are you hearing? She gets right to the point. Why does she get to the point? Because I know she knows she has a relationship. She knows me well enough that she goes on this long butt story. I'm going to forget what she's saying. Because I've already said, I don't need to know about your spirituality. If you got to puff it up, you don't have it. If you got to tell me how deep you are, you don't have it. You have religion. That's what the world does. The world is religious. That's what the immature baby church does. That's religious. If you got to go and get into deep prayer about everything, you ain't got no time to do nothing else. Are, 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 are you hearing? <laughs> okay. Let's go to the first slide. We're talking about the culture of the kingdom of God. Now the culture of the kingdom of God. Let me ask you something. When Jesus, when he, when Jesus went to God, when they told him, we don't have enough food. These people are hungry. When he talked about these, he said, let's feed these people. And here it was, they were going to feed these people. Do you, do you think he spent a whole lot of time praying? Do you think he said, you see, Moses did this. Do you think he said, I have prayed and I prayed and asked God to do this. And I prayed and asked God to do this. And I prayed for God to do this. Do you think he did that? Did you see that in the Bible? What did he do? He just went and talked to God. He he. he he made a commitment. He made a statement. He looked up and he decided that what was there was coming to earth. 
he looked into the spirit realm and he brought what was in the spirit realm into the natural realm. That's what he did. That's what you're to do. If you stay prayed up, praised up, read up, and fasted up, you ain't got to go into no deep prayer. It's because what happens is this, is that we're playmakers or undertakers or uh, 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 caretakers because we have not chosen to be the kingdom of God culture game changers. See, the game changed with me when I knew I had a relationship. When I knew I had a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, when I knew I had a relationship with Holy Spirit, when I knew I had a relationship with with with, with uh, God, with, with God Almighty, I know I have a relationship. So my prayer time, what I do in secret, He rewards openly. I was minding my own business yesterday in my house. Something that I, and, and I know that I cast my bread upon the waters every day and, 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 and all through the times, and it comes back on all kinds of different ways. But one of the things is I was minding my business yesterday, and then somebody comes over and says, I was in Fresno, and this person told me to give this to you. And I'm thinking, I don't really know anybody in Fresno. And then she told me who it was, and I said, oh, thanks. And I'm looking, I'm thinking, what is this? And I'm thinking in the natural that this person has a lot of needs and this person is 90-some years old or whatever it is. But he sends me a gift. And so I called and I said, thank you. I will receive this. And he says, you don't have any reason to thank me. But he started to remember something I did for him uh, uh, so long ago. And he says, I want you to know, every time I get something like this, what, whatever it was that happened for him, and I didn't ask him what it was, he says, I want to bless you. But he did the blessing, and then he told me about what, what, what he was going to He spoke. You see, he spoke life. And we're going to talk about that as the caretaker and the game changer. And then in the, other, in, in the other meeting, the afternoon meeting, we're going to talk about no compromise. Because see, here is what I see. I see that the culture of the kingdom of God is being compromised. How is it being compromised? Because we, don't act, we act like we don't believe how it works. It says, as a man. Let me, let me tell you something. If you don't learn to talk to people about telling them how, uh, 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 about uh, uh, without telling them all of your religious stuff and how God loves you and how God this and how God this and how God this, you're never going to be able to really minister to people out there. Because number one, you got to build relationship with them. You start to tell people, whether it's in the church or whatever it is, all about you and your stuff with God. And the first thing that they're going to say, I don't have that relationship. They're going to start judging whether they have that kind of relationship or not. Are you following? 
And so there it took, it, 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 it separated your relationship from them. Are, are, are you tracking with me? Am I, am I making sense here? Okay. Why? Because they went, here it is, we're doing this. And instead of this, where you really want to hear what it is that they have to say, you see, we need to talk less and do more. It's about talking less and doing more. When you give somebody, boom, you drop it on. My son dropped that on me. Sharon drops things on me. Okay, do, do you understand? This lets it be known that there is relationship. This lets it be known that I believe you have the power to change a situation. I, she does not call me. I'm just going to use her today since she ain't going nowhere anyway. Uh, you know, if she gets mad at me, she can pout, but that's okay. It don't last forever. Okay. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know it, that's another thing about relationships. When you have relationship with somebody, they can get mad at you. They can go through all their little gyrations or whatever it is. But you know what they do? They say, but then I know her heart. I know this person. And so they can go in their closet and they can shout about I don't know what's going on, Lord. And then they don't call me. Oh, Dr. Baker, you know, I was just praying for you. Okay. Did you get, did I get what you was praying? Are, are, are you following? Okay. So when we go into all of that, and we've all been guilty of it, so let's just stop it. Okay. Just stop it. You know, it's not about condemnation. It's about being convicted and stopping it. Okay. Am I talking to you? Yes. 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 So you don't have to ask. Am I, are you talking to me? Yes. I'm talking to me and you and everybody within the sound of my voice and everybody that will hear the sound of my voice. We're going to get rid of the religious stuff. Okay? All right? I don't care how much you tell me about you and your relationship with God. I don't care how much you tell me about your feelings and how God uh, made you feel. <coughs> we really don't need to know that. Do you know what most of these feelings are? It's a quickie. Yeah, it's a quickie. Here it is. We come. We do quick, quick, real quick foreplay. And then we get into this. We get a quick climax. And then it's over. No power. No memory. You said, oh my God, did she say that? Yes. Did it change anybody's life? Come on! We're the body. The natural body acts that way. Okay, I know you people on Periscope, you're okay. The people in this congregation today, they just got so religious that they never had sex before. 
So, you know, they definitely can't handle this, okay? You know what I'm saying? So I'll talk to you people on Periscope. And there might be somebody on the phone, but whatever it is, this is the way that it happens. You get up, you clean yourself up, and then you go out and you forgot what gave you all of that in the first place because you were living by feelings. You're living by emotions. That's not the kingdom of God. Go to the next slide. Because your mind is not the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is the power. It is not an undertaker. It is not a caretaker. It is not a playmaker. It is a change agent. It is a change agent. It changes us. It changes you. See, uh, uh, is there anything wrong with feeling God? No. Is there anything wrong with with with, with getting with, with with getting in that place that 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 climactic place? No. Is it anything wrong with it? No. But that's not the story you need to tell people. Did Jesus do that? Did Jesus do that? Is that the way he talked? No. Okay. Did Paul do that? Is that the way he talked? Show me in the Bible who talked that way. Stop following trends. Follow the Bible. Here it is. Paul came to tell us the things that Jesus couldn't tell us because we couldn't handle it. He came to complete what it was that was started. Jesus, he did what he did. He says, this part is finished. And, boom. Knocked Paul off of the horse, knocked Saul off the horse, made him Paul, took him into Arabia, where he taught him, where the Spirit of God taught him. He came out, he didn't go into, he had to grow, naturally. You read some of his childish stuff, and then you see him coming into other parts, do you understand? If you understand the progression of the Bible. But this is what happened. Okay, let's go to the next slide. Here we are. We are one vision, one team with many moving parts. One vision, one team, many moving parts. Where did I get that from? We're one body, one Lord, one ruler of all. Many different ways that it happens. But it has to all follow his word. Are, 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 are you tracking with this? Everything I do. How is it that by the time I finish telling people how great I am with my relationship with him, then you gonna go and tell people uh, about them, go talk to them about their problems, they gonna understand. Uh, go back to the next slide. Okay, they're going to understand that their idea, their beliefs, their their uh, way, their feelings and their emotions and their all of this is that I can't do that. See, so you've just thought yourself higher than them. 
And what happened is because you need the accolades, because you're immature. That's what we, if we do this, this is what we do. And you know I'm not pointing the finger at any person. It's all of us. When I say you, I'm talking about you, Baker. You, I mean, Holy Spirit is talking to all of us. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Go to the next one and then go past, past that one. Okay. I want to ask you a question. Is it smarter to speak what you feel or what you say you believe? So then why you act so dumb? <laughs> I mean, you judge yourself. <laughs> judge yourself so that you won't have to be judged with the world. I don't feel like you love me. I don't feel like you like me. I don't feel like God is with me. I don't feel. I don't feel. I don't feel. I'm sick. I, you, but you all understand, I'm really sick. I feel this. I feel this. So I guess it's smarter to speak what you feel rather than what you say you believe. What do you mean by that, Dr. Baker? I, I, I believe the Bible. I believe God. Then why are you talking about something else? You got a, you got a statement or question? You need me to uh, I mean, run on up here. Oh, she didn't like my question. Evidently, you didn't like my question, right? No, I like the question. Oh. Ask the question. So, the question. Can we have microphone? So when I hear you say that, the question comes up in me is, so because I'm saying what I feel, because I'm saying what I feel, it re that really means I don't really believe. Yeah, you're saying what you, you're really saying what you what you believe. I believe in my feelings more than I believe in the word of God. Out of the abundance of the heart, what happens? Your mouth speaks. What you, what you, <laughs> your mouth speaks. You say it. You say what's in your. Okay. You say what you really believe. And that means we don't really believe. Well, you answer that for me. The Bible says, "Out of the abundance of the heart." Okay, let me let me go to a a a a, a place right quick. Uh, Okay, be back. Go go fix go fix your mess up. Okay. <laughs> She's gonna go fix her mess up while I go go to this this word. Okay. <clears throat> okay. The Bible says this, and I'm going to um, I'm going to 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 to, to uh, Romans ten. Okay, now, 
do you think that Romans 10 um, let, me, let me read this to you here okay it's going on first part of it is um, oh my gosh this is powerful but that, that's about Israel parts of it is about Israel and stuff and um, but first, let's start at verse 5 Moses writes about the righteousness which is based on the law. The man who does these things shall live by them. So we don't live by the law. Because if you live by the law, then you've got to live by the law. The law of Moses. Okay, we're talking about the law of Moses, right? Okay, the law of Moses. I'm not talking about the law of uh, lift or the law of gravity or any of that. The law of Moses or the natural laws, okay? All right? Uh, but the righteousness which is based on faith, the righteousness, the way of doing things that is based on faith, okay? We're talking about that part. We're talking about the righteousness which is based on faith, okay? Um, says, it says this, do not, are you listening to this, Crystal? It says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven that is to bring Christ down or who will descend into the deep that is to bring Christ up from the deep. But what does your heart say? What does it say from your heart? The word is near you in your heart, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Now, this is a principle. So the word of faith, what you have faith in, is what you speak out of your mouth. That's the difference between a caretaker, undertaker, playmaker, and game changer. Because a game changer has to change his mindset. If I'm going to change anything, then I must change the way that I think. If the way that I think is not changed first, then nothing is going to be changed. And if I be in Christ, and if he be in me, then Romans 12 is going to start to work in my, my, my life because my mind is changed to him. All this stuff I'm working out is because I choose not to have faith and believe that he's already worked it out. And now I start to tell me that this is how I live. I start putting actions to it. I put actions to what it is that this book tells me. What it is that the word tells me. And I... I ignore, I ignore, okay, here it is. My body has been attacked by something. I go to the word of God and it tells me, look not at those things that are seen, but those things that are eternal. Now is my health, is my healing, is my wholeness eternal or is it carnal? What is it? It's eternal. 
It's eternal. Has it already been paid for? Yes. Will I uh, uh, be sick in heaven? No. Okay. Uh, will I be sick in earth? No. No. Okay. Why is that? Because I look not at those things that are seen, but those things that are eternal. Will I be, okay, here it is, a depression. Doctor says I'm bipolar. Doctor says I'm schizophrenic. Doctor says, doctor says, doctor says. The diagnosis, the DSM-4, the DSM-5, 6, whatever number they are. I mean, does the word say that, or am I misquoting it? Does it or does it not say to look at those, that look not at the things that are seen, but those things that are eternal? Is that what it says? So why do I walk in disobedience? Because I choose to believe what I want to believe. I don't believe what you say. I don't believe the word of God. You say, well, that, that's, that's ignoring. I mean, that's denying. I'm not denying that my body has been attacked. But I'm denying its power to operate. How does it operate? What gives it power? What gives it power? My tongue. Yes. Yes. How do I know that? Because it says it in the book of James. My tongue can set a fire the cancer. My tongue can set a fire the arthritis. My tongue can set a fire the flu. I don't get no flu. Flu don't get me either. I refuse it. I don't get uh, uh, flu and colds and 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 back pains and head pains and all of these things. I refuse them. Do they try to come upon my body? Yes. But you will not hear my mouth agree with them. Oh, I'm fighting. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm worrying. You ain't worrying. Squat. <laughs> Stop fooling yourself. Why is that? Because you have denied the power of the word of God. If you are well, you walk like you will. You do what you couldn't do. How can I do what I couldn't do? I look not at the things that are seen, but the things that are eternal. Yes. And I don't compromise with the word of God, and I don't compromise with people. I don't compromise. Why don't I compromise with people? Because I'm not going to compromise with me. That's good. Well, I, I just want to make sure I didn't misunderstand. Did you say the body is eternal? Yes, it's eternal. Do you, do you think? Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He says, when he comes, he is going to, what does he say? He is going to transform this mortal body from corruption into incorruption. You think you're going to heaven and all you're going to be is a spirit walking around, woo woo woo? Uh uh. You think Jesus is in heaven uh, uh, with a woo woo woo? Or do you think he still got his body? No, 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 no. Think, no, no, think about it. Let's, let's do this. This is fine. This is great. He has his body because he he went up in a body. Okay, well, uh, uh, if he went up in a body, uh, 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 my sister just died. Okay, not just that. Well, anyway, she left here. You think she went without a body? Yeah. I thought so. Yes, I thought her spirit, because her body stayed here. Her, she 
Why is it that people can go into heaven? Why is it now? Now, why is it, okay, that they can go in there and they can see, oh, that's Moses, that's this one, that's this one, that's this one. You are spirit here on earth. Do you have a body? Yeah. What is that scripture, Long Zane, Pastor Lonzane, where he will quicken this mortal body? He has quickened it. Do you understand? It is not the same body. He will come. Okay, when he comes, okay, he's going to get everything that was his. Everybody that's been, uh, 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 all of this dust, all of these things, there is a spiritual body. But you won't be able to identify it. You are spirit now. See, this is the thing. You separate these three. They're not separated. It's one new man. I have made you a new creation. A new species of being that has never been before. All you are out here is a crust. Okay? All right. How, how do you explain this? Okay. Uh, uh, go, uh, uh, go, 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 go. Um, yeah, okay. Go back. Uh, which one? Uh, go back. To, to the mindset. Okay. Your mindset. Okay. If I'm, am I seated in heavenly places? Yes. Okay. So how am I seated there? Uh, your spirit. You're a spirit, so you can be seated in the heavens. It says you walk. Okay. Okay. Let, let, let's do this. When Jesus returned, when Jesus had died, resurrected, walked around Jerusalem, walked around this place for 50 days, 40 days, whatever number of days it was. Could they recognize him? Yes. yes. Why? Because they could see him in his body. Okay, as he as I am, you're going to be too. You ain't going to carry the blood because the blood is already there. No, that's fine. There, I mean, if you have this question, I guarantee you other people have it too. Well, let her finish with hers first. <laughs> okay, is, is this making sense to you? Yes, it's making sense now. Okay, so if, I mean, what makes it so difficult for God to be able to, he says, I'm going to transform this body in the twinkling of an eye. Okay, it, it, it's it's not it, it it's not um it, it's not one of these things that we're gonna go and 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 um it's not gonna be the same dirt body, but it's it's a body inside. This is a crust. Okay, the egg is what's on the inside. Once you take the shell of the crust off, then you get to see that pretty yellow yolk. But the egg goes all together. See, and you scramble it up, and it's all one. You know, I know people have had this. You know, your spirit, you have this, and you're dead, 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 dead. And uh, I here it is. But you see, my spirit and Holy Spirit. That's why I. I that's that's why I renew my mind. I renew my mind 
And I have the mind, okay, I have the mind of Christ. Now, was Christ, was the anointed one, was he and God separated? He says, no, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I just, when you said the body was eternal, I was thinking, okay, well, wait a minute, we have a body here, but it makes sense. You think he going to, you think he going to, uh, what, what does he owe? He owns it all. Okay, he says the seed is going to give up the dead. Didn't he say that? Yeah. He said the dirt, all of it's going to give it up. It's going to give it up. He ain't leaving nothing. He wants all his stuff back. God don't lose nothing. He showed us that with the fish and the loaves. What? First Corinthians what? 15. Okay, well turn your microphone on and read it. But is this okay with you? First Corinthians fifteen fifty one says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written at the swallow. That help? Yeah, well, it helped when you made the analogy about Jesus. Yeah, the word of God. It's the word the, the word of God. I, I, I like doing that. That's why I'm glad I got the little Bible answer woman over there. Um, because it's, 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 it's that. We, we, we look at the Bible. We look at the word, what the word of God says. Now, you had a question? No, you kind of. Okay. The answer. All right. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Go on with the other, the next one. Okay. One vision. Whose vision is it? Yes. It's God's vision that he placed in us. So I say, this is the vision that we have. Okay. Now you find the vision that he placed in you inside that vision. It's one vision, one team. Okay, many moving parts. All right, this group. I, uh, 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 Greg Stevens said it today, but I, I had it. I was already going to minister it. That's why when you you read you hear his tape this week, you'll you'll understand it even the more. Uh, this the Baptist has a part. Remember, I preached a long time ago that all of these different places have parts. They should be. We should be turning people over to other groups of people to take them out. This man has, one has this, where he takes people out and they get people healed. This one has this, when they do this, they do this, they do this. You see, it's not, uh, the preacher should not be doing all of this. It ain't about the preacher. You come in here, you come in here to get what it is, and then you go out to do. Not to tell us how great your relationship is with Jesus. Because if you got to boast about how great it is, it ain't that great. Is show and tell. Show how great it is and then tell what he did for somebody else. Bring in your fruit. Next picture. Again, is it smarter or dumber to speak what you feel? What is that? Come on, let's discuss that. How smart is it to speak what you feel? Or how dumb is it to speak what you feel? 
Come on, we're gonna get this taken care of today. Everything else is a lie. 
It's a lying vanity. I'm so vain to think that my body, my feelings, my emotions, what my thoughts are, is because your thoughts, you don't have your mind, you don't have the mindset of, 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 of the anointed one and his anointing, even though he lives in you. See, this is a caretaker. I got to take care of this. See, I'm working through this. Why are you working through anything? Why don't you just walk through it? Did Jesus walk through walls? Yes. I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He's telling me he wants me to hear it too. Uh, uh, okay, here it is. When Jesus came, he says, feel me. Flesh and bone is not a ghost. Okay? How could he walk through it? How do you and I walk through everything? It's because of the blood that has been poured out on the love seat. That's the mercy seat. Okay, on the love seat. So what's seated for me is love. And as I walk through it, I can go lay hands on the sick. I can speak to that sickness. I can speak to this. I can do what needs to be done. And God says, when you walk with me that way, then you move, boom, boom, boom. I remember that young man that came here that day. He told me to tell the story again. That broke out of the veterans hospital because he had to get here. I got to go to Dr. Baker. I got to go down there to that place, the church. Dr. Baker's church, whatever. What happened in him? He, he, he uh, God, it, it had to have been, he didn't say, oh God, I was praying deep. And God told me to come out of here and to get down there. And if I get down there, then this is what it is that he's going to do. Now we also have this fallacy that it's your faith that makes you well. Amen. Okay. That's a lie. All It's not all the time. Okay, let me show you something. Your faith that makes you well all the time? Nah, not necessarily so. My faith can make you well. Let's look at this. This young man broke out of the VA. Comes down here, talking to pastor. I gotta get I gotta talk to Dr. Baker. I gotta see Dr. Baker. I gotta see that woman, whatever it is, however it is. He talked to Sharon first, I think, right? You were there, okay. People just be talking to Sharon first. Anyway, anyway uh, Leslie be talking to Sharon. Uh, people, you know, that's how people she meets, right? Okay, whatever. Anyway, so he's going through this. So I'm talking to him, and I asked him, here he is talking about the doctor say this, and the doctor say this, and the doctor say this. I said, okay, I forget his name, but anyway, um, huh? Stephen. Stephen. I said, Stephen. Do you believe the doctors or do you believe God? He said, I believe the doctors. I said, okay, Stephen, the, the same doctors that, I mean, see, here it is. Not, let me show you how God will work with whatever it is, okay? I'm thinking he's this black guy that already had one of his legs off. So I'm telling him, you won't believe the doctors that's already took one leg, you're going to take the other? 
You know, that's what you got your trust in. So he didn't correct me. He said, yeah. Okay. So he kept saying, I ain't even married yet. I've been done this. I've done this. I've done this. I said, Stephen, shut up. Shut up. Okay. Stephen ain't had no faith. Does that sound like somebody full of faith and, 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 and power? No. He had faith in one thing. If I get down to Dr. Baker's, I will. Something will happen. I won't lose my foot. Okay? This big gaping hole or however big, I didn't see it. I wasn't even here. I'm in the car with my granddaughter on my way home so that she and I can eat. I'm saying, well, we could turn around. Uh, I'm looking at the traffic over there. And she said, nah. I said, nah. Okay. Okay. So my thing was, God, what do you want to do? He gave me you, right? I talked to you. Told you what to do. L. Okay. I said, give me L. Yeah. Get, 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 get this one. See, number one is this. No distance in the spirit. What God wants to do. I don't get no credit for this. Except he knew that I was available. Okay? I'm not like some of y'all that don't answer your phone. Okay? You understand? Because I believe this. I believe that my phone is going to ring more and more and more and more and more and more and more and, more and, more and I'm available for him. Now I'll hang up quick if it's, if, it's, if, it's, if it's junk. But I believe this. Otherwise, how am I going to believe for him to be able to use me 24 hours a day? And it's not going to be people in this congregation calling. It's going to be people from out there. But if I don't practice it, then it's not going to happen. But here God gave an instruction. Do this, this, this. Do not touch him. Do not touch him. Instructions were given. My mind was set above. People were here to obey. God manifested, manifested a healing. A transformation right in front of people's eyes. Were you part of it? You saw it. These people saw it. I didn't get to even see it. I did my part. Go back to the next slide. Oh, go to the next one. The next one. Okay. One vision, one body, many parts. Okay? I saw the vision of God doing what he was going to do. Part of it was, I didn't want to come back. So, my motive was to obey God, but he didn't want me back. Do you think that God's going to handle that happen while I was here? He wanted to show himself strong. Okay, so Stephen had no faith. Stephen kept looking at this. I'm saying, Stephen, just shut up. Just shut up. I don't want to talk to you. Just shut up. While it was happening, from what I heard, he was saying, I don't believe this. I see it, but I don't believe it. So what was his all his faith? It wasn't. I had faith enough to say what it was to do. My faith was that I heard God, so I'm going to speak it. 
okay. Pastor Lanzine already gave you uh, Romans 10 in another way. But go to, go, go, let's just jump back. I got uh, 23 minutes. Okay. Let's go to Mark 16. He says this, uh, uh, verse 15. Okay. Why will things not happen? Only because of two reasons. Unbelief and hardness of heart. Okay? Period. Why aren't you healed? Unbelief, unbelief and hardness of heart. Why aren't you whole? Unbelief and hardness of heart. Because they did not believe those. They didn't believe. They didn't believe. So, he says this. Verse 15. Go into all the world. Proclaim the gospel of the kingdom to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany, will follow those who believe. In my name, they will do this. They'll cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And the Lord had spoken, when the Lord, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven, sat down at the right hand of the Father, then they went forth, preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with, through the, the accompanying signs, the signs following. So why isn't it happening? Number one, did he say, he, he, did, uh, how much did he say that, that we would go and do all this praying? I'm going to show, we're going to, we're going to see something. If I have the vision of God, okay, go through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you go through it as Jesus. You go through it, you just hop into Jesus. Is he in the, is he in you? And you're in him? Okay, so you're walking in him, Right? Okay, so all these miracles. Then you're the one doing them. You're not the crippled person anymore. You're not the sick one and you're not the disciple. Oh, I saw this religious bunch just like what you said. If you don't eat of my body or drink of my flesh, you ain't got no, no part in me. I saw that happen. Okay. We quote the word, but we don't believe it. If I abide in you, your word abides in me, you speak whatever it is that is done by the Father. It's not me that does the work, it's the Father who does it. Is that what he said? Okay. If you go to John 1. Okay. I'm not sure I am. You did. <laughs> huh? Yeah, 15. Okay, that's 
these. Oh, wow, this is powerful. Now listen to this. He says this, I am the true vine. Okay? I am the true vision. Am I taking it out of context? Okay. My father is the vine dresser. In fact, my father is the one that makes things work. Every branch, okay, that's us, in me, that bears no fruit, he takes away. Okay? If you ain't gonna bear no fruit, why you why you gonna be on the tree? Okay. From this day forward, it should not be hiddenness. From this day forward, we should do the works of the kingdom every day. From this day forward. Oh, I prayed for this one and it happened. I prayed for this one and this happened. When did you do that? Oh, a couple weeks ago. What happened to the day? What happened to yesterday? God, I'm available. Okay? I, I, I understand, you know, I understand talking to the trees, talking to the birds, talking to the dogs, talking to the, the snakes, talking to all of those things. Okay, all that stuff is good. You understand? You, any of you, all of us, for all of us, we've all done this stuff, okay? But we don't get embarrassed in here and we don't get offended. But now it's time to talk to the sickness that's going on in people's body and say, get out of the name of Jesus. That's the prayer that we pray. We don't need to go to no long, drawn-out prayers. You don't see it in the Bible. You know what those long, drawn-out prayers are? Because you don't believe it, and you're trying to work something up to manipulate. I'm going to manipulate this demon out of here. I'm going to pray. I'm, it's, it's like um, there's some people in my family. I, I, the other day we went someplace, and we uh, we prayed. I prayed for whatever it was. I had some family whatever it is. And I said, if this was so-and-so in the family, we'd still be praying instead of eating. I like the way you pray. Ain't no long prayer necessary. Okay. By the time I prayed it, and it was relative, I don't even remember where it was. But it was just speaking what it is that he says. But the whole thing of it is, is this. He's going to tell you what to do. You may not lay hands. You don't need to go through all of that. That's the way that you did when you were an adolescent. You were working up your energy. Do you understand? You speak to this problem. He told us, he gave us the way to pray. He gave us the way to cast things out. Speak to the mountain. Speak to the problem. Are, 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 we, are we tracking together yet here? Okay. He takes away every branch that bears fruit. He prunes. So we're pruning, right? You're either being taken away today or you're being pruned. Either way, it's going to hurt a little bit. Uh, every branch that he prunes. You're already clean through the word which I've spoken to you. Remain in me and I also remain in you as the branch cannot do anything bear fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine. Neither can you unless you remain in me. So, you remain in the fact, I got the mind of Christ. I act like him. Okay? I do what he did. And please don't get that religious thing. He doing what he did the way he made you. Not the way you made 
because people mistreated you and you started to act a certain way. A lot of these personalities are demonic. They're familiar spirits. If you remember back who you were as a little child, it sure wasn't like this. Okay? That's why he says, if you don't come to me as a little child, you're not going to receive. Okay? You're not going to receive. I'm the vine, you're the branches, he remains in me, I bear him, for without me you can do nothing. Okay? I know I can do nothing without Jesus, but I got him, and he got me. So I'm good on that. Okay? You ain't got to go into nothing deep. If a man does not remain in me, he is thrown out into the branch and withers. Okay? If we don't remain in him, doing what it is that he says, you're going to wither up and die. You understand? So many people are withering up because they're not doing the works of the kingdom. If you're not doing the works of the kingdom, you can do whatever it is you want to do. It ain't going to work. The works of the kingdom is showing that the kingdom of God has come. When I go and I see somebody in a store, or I see somebody here and I do this and whatever it is, I mean, you know, um, you know, Jesus just healed you. How do I know that? Because he wanted to. Go ahead and do something you couldn't do. Move your arm, move your back, whatever it is. I mean, this happens just in the store. Can I pray for you? Sometimes it's praying for you. Can I lay my hands on your shoulder? It's not my shoulder that hurts. I don't feel like getting down to your knee. It'll, it'll, it'll go down there. You understand? Okay. Go to the next one. So again, I ask the question, is it smarter or dumber to speak what you feel? Why did you do this one, Dr. Baker? Probably because some of the times when y'all call me, I'm a sleep dummy. <laughs> How are you going to call me that? Uh, because you're speaking what you feel. I believe that you, okay, now you're speaking what you believe, so I'm okay with that. You believe I'm against you? I am. You believe I'm whatever? Okay, I'm good. I got to go now. Why you got to go? Uh, you already told me I'm against you. Why would I stay on the phone? Bye. <laughs> Next slide. Okay, fear of what you can lose causes you to lose already. I'm not going to go out there and do this. What do you think people would do? Fear of the losing of your reputation. I can't do that. I can't give that. I can't go there and do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. Because if I do, I won't have. You've already lost. You've already lost. Oh. I see questions on that. Any questions? See, if I fear what I'm going to lose, I've already lost. I ain't got no faith. Oh my gosh, if I do this, if I don't do this, if I don't have this, I'm going to be put out. Well, I've been homeless before. Well, if I do this, then I'll lose everything. I've been there before. See, I'm glad that I lost everything. He gave me everything I have. What's the big deal? 
The moment I fear of what I could lose, I begin to compromise. I'm preparing you for this afternoon. You understand? The moment I do, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not a game changer. I'm not even a playmaker. Because a playmaker has to take chances. What I am is I'm careful. I'm just careful. I'm just careful. I'm a caretaker. Okay? Undertaker and caretaker. I'm just going to do as much as I need to do so that I can play it safe. Ain't no safety in that. Are you following? Okay, next slide. Truth never changes. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. I change not. Who says that? Huh? Who said that? And who is he? Truth. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yep. He is truth. He never changes. So, if I'm in him, he's in me, and he heals everybody. Did he heal those that were in sin? Yeah. Did he tell them they had to be unsinful before they got healed? No. Did he heal those that didn't have no faith? Yeah. yeah. Did he tell them they had to have faith to believe to, to get their healing? No. I told people that because I was stupid and didn't know no better. But I look at, at the Bible. The centurion. Do you think his servant had faith? His son, his servant, had faith? He didn't have the faith. The woman, uh, uh, the, the, the woman that, uh, uh, so that means I can have faith, but she could have faith for somebody else. The woman that came, that her daughter was demon-possessed. Did she have to have faith? <laughs> the little girl didn't have no faith. She was demon-possessed. So she had faith for her. So some of y'all demon-possessed relatives got a chance. <laughs> Hallelujah. I take it. <laughs> See? The, I mean, all the way through the Bible. You you got to start to read this. You got to start to read this as Jesus, with the mind of Christ. See, until you have the mind of Christ, it is not going to change because you still got the mind of a of a disciple or a sick person yourself. You got the a mindset of a victim. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're not walking as the king and priest that you are. Go to the next one. How do I do this? How do I know it happens? Because I seek the kingdom of God first. His way of doing and being. Now is the scripture making sense to you? His way of acting. His way of doing. His way of being. And then everything I need will be added to me. Well, everything that all these people need is going to be added to them because I need for them to be able to be helped. See, my need is more about them than me. God meet my need. God meet my need. God meet my need. I already met your need. When are you going to start thinking about somebody else's need? <clears throat> when are you going to go in all the world and release what it is I put in you? Why are you so stingy? I'm like God. No, you're not. For God so loved until he gave. He gave himself. He gave himself. He gave himself. He gave himself. 
He didn't have to go out hunting what he did in his very, uh, in his normal life. Well, if I went over to China, if I went here, then I'd be able to do it. No, if you go to the dining room, wherever you are. You know, it's like Helen lives in a, 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 a senior citizen place. I live across the street from a senior citizen place. You can get so much practice there because there's a whole lot of sick folks, ain't it? You ain't even got to go out your complex. You live in an apartment building. You live in a, little co in a complex. You live in a complex. You live in a neighborhood. I live in one. I ain't got to go out my neighborhood. There's so many sick people and, and miserable people and demon-possessed and all that right there in your, right there in your, maybe even in your house, your neighborhood, wherever it is you live, right there. You ain't got to go so far. Well, I mean, I have to go this far. No, you don't. Practice. Well, I don't want to practice there because, go back to the next slide, go back. Go back. Go back, because if I do, I'll lose my reputation. What if I pray for them and they don't get healed? What if you don't pray for them and they die? What if you pray for them and they do get healed? Then both of y'all can be surprised at the same time. <laughs> oh, I just knew. Oh, faith had just risen up into me, Lonsine. When I went out there, I knew. And I was so bold. And I said, be healed. And I prayed about a half, half an hour, hour later. The demons were so tired <laughs> that they said, I have to go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, you know what I'm saying, Michelle? They be praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. And they even laid down and said, I give up. <laughs> I prayed that they were tired. Why? Because you wanted to let go everything you had because you knew that was the last person. And it's a fear of what you could lose. I could lose my reputation. Well, if you got a reputation to lose, then I'm sorry. You'll never do anything great for God. In God, Jesus will never do anything. See, I don't have no reputation. My re well, I do. My reputation is she's crazy. She is crazy. There's something wrong with her. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Uh, we got time for a couple more. Going down. Keep going. Go again. The meaning of grace is I can't. God must. The one on the inside of me says, you know, you see, the Bible says this. I can't. With man, it's impossible. That's the I can't. But with God, all things are possible. So I don't travel alone. I am the co-pilot with God. See? I ride shotgun. See? I shoot off my mouth about what God does. That's it. How can I do that? Because I believe God. I believe in his grace. His grace wants to do it. I have the favor of God on my life, in my life, through my life, for my life. Grace, 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 grace. I live in grace. I move in grace. 
Grace just does what she does in the, did you have a scripture you want to read? Okay, next page. The word carnal means flesh-oriented or directed by the feelings of the mind and or body. Your flesh, weak. The flesh is weak. So if I live by my feelings, I am
at uh, 1145, same time, same station. Bye-bye. Oh, I made it. Hallelujah. See you guys at 15